Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's number one, it's top of the charts. Yes, it's top of the charts, bringing you up to the minute hits and brand new sounds introduced by disc jockeys that are old favorites. Very, very old, old favorites. And here's this week's number one DJ making his one millionth broadcast. It's Pete Freeman, OBE. Thank you. And straight on with our first gramophone record. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 thank you, nurse. Here, here uh, is the record, guys and gals. So blow your minds and let it all go hang. It's... It's... Yes, Radio Prune is on the air, bringing you the nation's number one and only full frontal commercial radio station. And here's this week's special offer, the new improved I'm Sorry I'll Read It Again, containing Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, with added Bill Oddy. We asked average listeners if they'd swap their packet of I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again for two packets of other top-priced leading comedy shows. And we found their answer was always the same. So stay tuned for The Navy Lark and the News in Welsh. Our next programme, which follows in a few moments, follows in a few moments. Meanwhile, here is a short message from the chairman of Radio Prune. Uh, hello to you all out there in Prune land. As you may know, Radio Prune has run into financial difficulties. <laughs> and with jokes like that, you can see why. 
However, we are having trouble over staff shortages. Since so many of our broadcasting personalities are going into television or retiring or quite simply falling over. Many of our top disc jockeys have been lured away by the easy money they can get on the old age pension. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, we shall still try to bring you the very best in full frontal radio, and I hope you'll bear with us. And now, here is our next programme, Countrywide, the radio magazine featuring reports from all over the country, introduced by Michael Barrack. Hello, Michael Barrack here. The big news today is the staff shortage at Radio Prune. For a report, over to Ralph Sunshine in Edinburgh. <laughs> ah, well, owing to the staff shortage, <laughs> we don't seem to have anybody in Edinburgh, so I'll just have to carry on by myself. Oh, stuff it. <laughs> and now, here is an announcement. Owing to the crisis, many of our programmes have had to cut down on performers. Later today, you can hear, Not in Front of the Child, <laughs> Steptoe and Horse, and The Archer. The Jimmy Clitheroe show will go on as usual. On and on and on. And now, here is the new summary read by Eddie Waring. <laughs> well, the very big news is the, uh... The very big news is the Prime Minister's tour of the North of England. Today he was visiting Hunslet on St. Helens, and he's quite a lot is our Prime Minister. He used to live in Huddersfield, and I was quite in the bit of our rugby league. And speaking of that... As the Hawkinson Rovers do well against Wigan, will you? I can't like any time before I'm tired. It takes some stuff in as well. It's your case to be with three horse and talents who beat Featherstone Rovers, and Halifax had a good fight against Rochdale Hornets, and uh, that's all you get in. So back into the studio. And you can hear Eddie Waring OBE later tonight giving a short piano recital from the public bar of the Wounded Gibbon. <laughs> and now Radio Prune continues with a short commercial break. Oh dear, look at this mess. John's parents are coming round for supper and the drama group will be here at any moment. And we're having a children's party and the band of the Irish guards are dropping in. <laughs> and the Queen said she'd arrive not later than six. Oh, what am I going to do? This floor's such a mess. I'll never get it finished in time. Oh, can I surprise? Using all those messy subs. Who are you? Never mind, just give me that mop now. Sprinkle fairy puff all over the floor. Fairy puff? I guess the cleaning done in quarter the time. There we are, all over the floor. And it's up the walls and into the fridge and all over the chairs. <laughs> now throw this bucket of water all over the room. Stop it! And take some more fairy puff and stuff it up your nostrils. <laughs> no messing up. <laughs> Yes, next time a nosy old busybody comes in and fouls up your housework, try a Westminster submachine gun. So kind, your hands. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. 
Excuse me one moment. That was a commercial. Well, this is a commercial radio station. Well, you can't have commercials on Radio Prune. I mean, dash it all. What are the listeners going to think? Well, just take a look at these letters that have been pouring in. Listeners' letters. Dear Director General, hats off to the BBC for the black and white minstrels, Val Dunigan and Songs of Praise. What lovely melodies and what worthwhile entertainment. Let's have more of this, please. Yours faithfully, Charity Ball Miss. P.S. May we also have more nude men in rubber boots? Dear Director General, as a regular radio listener, I feel I must protest most strongly as often as possible. Yours sincerely, Brigadier General Titfield Thunderbolt, MC, GPO, PVC, DSL, and Looney. My lieber Herr Oberdirector General, mit den Britischen Broadcaster Radio schon Gesellschaft der Telefunken Kooperation gespielt. On behalf of the overseas listeners, ich muss be complaining about the puzzling references in so many of your program gesplissen, which have no meanings for us ignorant foreign chaps, you sneaky British swine. Who is the Rolf Harris and the mysterious Nune Wien? Please to explain so that we may have a good laugh with the hoo-hoo-hoo and the chucklings which I like. Who says we have no sense of humor, baby? Yours faithfully, Admiral Ranjit Singh, your B.E. Dear, Dear Director General, please, oh, please bring back that marvelous program, Listen to This Space. Yours sincerely, Nicholas Parsons. I mean, I mean, uh, John Smith. Ooh, what a giveaway. <laughs> There you are, you see. That's what the listeners think about my scheme. But none of them even mention commercial radio. You see, they haven't even noticed. Now, look out. If we put adverts on radio, that'll make people go out and buy things, and if they're out shopping, they won't be at home listening to the radio. Put yourselves together, let's give the listeners what they really want to hear. One of those popular, never-ending serials that go on and on and on and on. <laughs> Continuing saga of Mrs. Forsythe's Ambridge Newcomers to Coronation Place Crossroads. Jenny has confided to Phil the part she played in Granny Grove's mysterious accident in the strip club. While Giuseppe has been cleared of the manslaughter of his wife's lover's hairdressers given. Alice, returning home after a hard day's work annoying chickens, surprises her husband in the bedroom with Attila the Hun. Meanwhile, Jerry, the ex-son of Giuseppe's wife's lover's hairdressers, Gibbons, friend, the lumberjack cousin of Granny Grove's second husband, Deborah, has paid a surprise visit to Annette, the estranged wife of Attila the Hun, and one-time nurse to old Martin Forsythe's ex-chauffeur's uncle, Giuseppe's wife's lover's hairdressers, Gibbons. They decide to sort things out between them once and for all. Jerry, I... Don't say anything, darling. Next week, there's a surprise in store for Giuseppe's wife's lover's hairdressers given one Having a party? 
Give your friends a drink to remember. I say this wine's very good. What did you say its name was? El Tarantula Cypress Style Full-Bodied Algerian Red Colour Tonic Wine. El Tarantula. I'll certainly remember that name. What is it again? El Tarantula. El Tarantula. Cheers, everybody. El Tarantula. Remember the name. Patterson's Nail Varnish. Right, I'm frankly sorry, but that does it. I did warn you about advertising, but I'm afraid we shall have to take this matter to court. Silence in court. Scene, the Central Criminal Court, Wimbledon. The case, <laughs> Regina versus Prune. The presiding judge, Justice Watts. Chairman of Radio Prudence. Yes, I am. Oh, well, you will be taken from this place to a place of execution where you will be hanged. No, by... no, 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 my lad. I think you're a little confused. Hey? You mean this isn't a parking offence? <laughs> no, my lad. The defendants, Radio Prune, are accused already of illegally broadcasting advertising material and slipping in commercials when nobody would notice. Slipping in commercials? Disgraceful. That reminds me of the case of Regina versus Copplestone's frozen sausage balls. Copplestone's frozen sausage balls, my lord? Yes, Copplestone's, you know, tangy, zesty sausage meat in mouth-watering chunks, a meal in itself. Get some today. Quite so, my lord, if I may continue. Uh, by all means, but don't forget your Copplestone's frozen sausage balls. They're bursting with goodness. Continue. You carry on, on you go. Thank you, my lad, already. Radio Prune has persistently and willfully been broadcasting commercials and managing to drag them in at every conceivable opportunity. My lad, I object. I should like to point out that my clients have not been proved guilty of these charges and that dull, dry, lackluster hair can take on a new life with McGregor's oatmeal shampoo. My lad, I object. So do I. If you want to treat your hair to the tonic it needs, try Shenosal, the shampoo with a twinkle. Objection sustained. Continue with the defense. Thank you, my lad. The facts, quite simply, are these. Scientific tests have shown that regular soaking in cleaner dent makes denture spark. I object, my lad. Something is very wrong in this courtroom. Why does my learned friend get all your attention, my lad? You never seem to notice me. B.O. <laughs> Here, what you need is Pugon deodorant spray. Let Pugon spray away your worries. You're fresh. You're fresh, and you stay fresh all day. Your underarm is full of charm with a poo on deodorant spray. Hey, hey, a poo on deodorant spray. Boom. The lad. Shut up, case dismissed. And before my next case, the gentleman of the bench and I went to say you with a little song. Oh, no. Oh, no. And now, by public demand, we have a surprise guest appearance by one of Britain's most popular singing groups, the Confirmed Bachelors. OBE, OBE, and Dame of the British Empire. <laughs> and here they are with their latest hit, a beautiful, quiet ballad sung in their very own sincere, moving, inimitable style. It's called Silence, and it's sung by the confirmed bachelors. Oh, hush, all around me there is silence. Oh, hush, not a sound is there to hear In the silence, a lonely silence That surrounds me, and you're no longer here As I sit here in the silence Now that I am all alone I'm all alone 
of Dave Lee, Dozy, Sneaky, Thick, and Rich. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, Dave, that was really dreadful. Uh, just, just the sort of thing we like on Opportunity Knocks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have for you yet another prune play of the week. Isn't that marvelous? Prune play of the week. Can we have tonight's author, please? Certainly, David. <laughs> tonight's author is Mrs. Aminta Gibbonlover. <laughs> and this is her first play. Her first play? Well, isn't it absolutely marvelous? I want you all to encourage her, so let's hear it. Mrs. Aminta Gibbonlover's first play. Can we have a small hand, please? Thank you, very much. This is the story of a technological and engineering feat to rank with the mightiest in history. The building of the pyramids, the blasting of the Khyber Pass, the widening of the Finchley Road. None of these are as great a testimony to man's triumph over the impossible as this saga of a band of stubborn and principled men dedicated to resisting the relentless march of progress, the GPO. Men devoted to an age-old motto. Sorry, it can't be done. And this is the tale of one rash and courageous woman who defied them and would not take no for an answer. All right, then how about not bleeding lightly? It all began way back in the year 1910 in a seedy garret somewhere in Mayfair. A little child was kneeling beside a bedside, listening to the last words of her dying grandfather, who was going fast. Sorry, oh, granddaughter. Child, I'm going to give you something very precious. It's been handed down through our family for many, many years. Here, it's an application to have a telephone installed. But, grandfather, it's dated 1702. Yes, well, the waiting list's so long, you, you had to apply for a phone 200 years before it was invented. Now, promise me you'll make sure this old Garrett will know the cheerful bring, bring of a telephone before another generation is brought into the world to suffer as I have done. I promise, Grandfather. <laughs> I swear I shall not marry till a telephone is installed in 18 Pussycat Mews. Then, <laughs> then, 
then I die a happy man. <laughs> oh! In July 1910, the child posted her letter of application for a telephone. She was told that there would inevitably be the usual waiting period, but she was given a definite installation date. But the date came and went, and two days later, in March 1967, <laughs> she wrote to the Postmaster General, this time in a registered envelope. In accordance with post office official procedure, the postman took the registered envelope to the wrong address. <laughs> Knocked three times and ran away before anyone could open the door. <laughs> it was... It was then marked, return to sender. And within less than a year, an office boy had officially ignored it. But at last came that historic day in the spring of 1969. The top men of the GPO were assembled for a board meeting. Board on board on board. Suddenly, suddenly, the chairman took to his feet. Oh, what nice feet, I read. <laughs> he, he picked up his notes. Me, 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 me. And the meeting knew from his first words that he was going to say something important. I'm going to say something important. <laughs> something important. Well, now, here are some new statistics on GPO recruiting. For start, let's just have a look at the Switch Girls figures. <laughs> but now, gentlemen, I must inform you that we have a job to do more challenging than anything we've ever done before. This is more time-consuming than blocking up the threepenny slots in the phone boxes. <laughs> Gentlemen, there comes a time when a man has to do what he has to do. When he must go forward, never looking back, without beating about the carpet or evading the customs, weighing up the prose and verse, throwing caution to the lions, putting his best foot forward, come rain, come dancing. For better or for worse, <laughs> not mincing meat, telling it like it is, doing his thing, come what may. Need I say more? Yes. yes. Very well. We have been asked <laughs> to install a telephone at 18 Pussycat Mews. So that night, two men set out, and armed only with a screwdriver, they approached 18 Pussycat Mews. Fearlessly, they strode past the old Tomcat in the yard, and without a care for their safety, they knocked on the door with their muffled gloves and hid behind the dustbins. The figure who opened the door was no longer recognisable as the little child who had knelt by her father's deathbed 60 years ago. But twas she, and now she was an old woman. Her face showed the marks of time. Cool what clock! at the well-known frustrated spinster without a phone. <laughs> but who's that crouching behind my dustbins? Is it two sinister men? Or is that just wishful thinking? Hey, telephone engineers! Where do you want us to put it? Well, that's a silly question. <laughs> I'm not awfully bothered. Put the telephone wherever you like. Yeah. Now, if green is earth, I am black is neutral, red must be... No, don't worry. It's all right. You can't be electrocuted with rubber-soled shoes. No, but you can be kicked to death. Move on! So, having joined the wire yes. to a rubber-soled shoe... Rubber-soled shoe? We now connect it up to the socket. Connect to the socket? Well, there's one. No, no, that's a plug. No, no, it's a socket. No, it may be plugged to you, but it's a socket to me. Oh! That jet was imported at great embarrassment from Vernon Martin's laughing. <laughs> oh, here's my telephone! 
done working here. Well, we've done the wiring, yes, but before we actually put in the phone, we'd like you to meet this man riding on a bicycle wheel. A bicycle wheel? Yes, he's a spokesman. And that's a new record that scored 92 on the old barometer. That really was marvellous. He'll explain to you how the old system works. Now, first of all, you must have a telephone number, and you must remember it off by heart. That's right, remember it off by heart. Now, yours is going to be London 123. Oh, that's nice and easy to remember. Great, so we changed it to 346-1290-254-316-40-3030, and an off. Now, about this film, I'm afraid we can only guarantee that 35% of calls made to you will get through to your correct number. But for an extra charge, we can give you a wrong number, and 65% of the calls should then get through. And remember, the cheapest time to phone your friends is when they're out. Well, you came, uh... We can also supply you with an answering service with a whole variety of recorded messages. For example, this is a good one. Hello? I'm sorry there's no one in to take your call. But if that's Jimmy Yar... <laughs> there's lots of other services what we provide. You can dial to send a telegram, which is very useful when your phone's broken down. <laughs> Think about... Now, what shape of phone would you like? Oh, give me a nice, sexy one. Well, this is probably the most satisfying. With a moulded handle, which allows you to slam it down a temper without squashing your fingers. <laughs> or your toes, if you're clever. It's completely indestructible. And we do provide a spare rubber telephone for leaping up and down on. Splendid, I'll take two of each, and tomorrow I shall make my first phone call. <laughs> The next day, the opening ceremony attracted a big crowd. Unfortunately, amongst it was an undesirable element. A group of toughs in old-fashioned clothes with short-cropped hair and big boots on. Policemen. <laughs> Boom, one in a row. But they were kept... <laughs> they were kept under control by a small band of Hell's Angels. The Postmaster General presented the two engineers with awards for their gallantry. Well, to you, I give this valuable second-hand OBE... With I love Yoko and a naughty picture scratched on the back. <laughs> and to you, I give this copy of the Buckingham Palace cookbook, featuring 101 ways to cook ceremonial horses. <laughs> then Lady Constance appeared. She was dressed to kill. Five men looked at her and committed suicide. <laughs> she strode forward and bit through the traditional white gibbon. <laughs> Then she smashed a bottle of champagne on the new telephone, fused the whole of North London's electricity supply, and the post office tower took off and made a soft landing in the Sea of Tranquility. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure, and I hope it always will. Sixty years ago, when I was Joe Kendall, O.B., I promised that I would not marry until the day my telephone was installed. The day has arrived. So I shall make a randy call. And the, no, no. I shall make a random call. No, I'll make a randy call. And the first man to answer shall be my husband. And so she dialed. 
Yes, there's water coming out of the ground. Oh, it's being tapped. Oh. <laughs> is it? Oh. Is it? No, oh, I'm sorry. We must have got the wires crossed with the washing machine. At least you won't get any dirty phone calls. <laughs> Those are the only ones I want. Tell you what I'll do. Tell you what I'll do. I'll connect it up to the cooker. Then it'll be a hotline. No, no. That's more like it. Now let's try again. The first man who answers shall be my husband. Oh, oh, this is Jim here, and I'm going to be You have been listening to an anonymous phone call by Timbrook Taylor, OBE, John Cleese, OBE, Graham Garden, OBE, David Hatch, OBE, Joe Kendall, OBE, and Bill Oddy. Heavy breathing and production was by David Hatch and Peter Titheridge, OBE. The yellow pages and the blue jokes were provided by Graham Garden and Bill Oddie, OBE. Graham Garden wrote the song, which was a completely wrong number. The tune was called by Dave Lee, OBE, who's a very smooth operator. And the music was arranged by Leon Cohen, who hasn't got a joke. Next week, once again, we'll be whispering these words into your mouthpiece. Peace on story, I'll read it again, OBE, again, OBE. My name is Angus and I always listen to the story, I'll read that again. being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.